7.45 and good morning everybody. Uh, big, big topic this morning. Uh, big, big, big topic. Uh, we're talking about capital growth with property. It's, uh, it's the biggest reason why us Australians love property is capital growth with property. And I'm going to add in uh, Mr. Bird our awards night tonight. Uh, tonight we've been nominated as uh, the top three agent in the country in commercial. Um, and hey, uh, Glenn, we've been nominated top three um, agency in the country. Um, our competitors uh, that we're up against have over 15,000 employees, about I think seven to 10,000 employees each. So uh, little DY, little Northern Beaches, little Novak on a national stage. Uh, realestate.com.au and realcommercial.com.au are known as R, um, the REA Group and the REA Group are, um, are handing out the awards. So um, stay tuned and we're going to, um, tonight you will be a bit of, we'll do a bit of uh, crossover on that just um, on the awards night. So fingers crossed, just going to add that there. Now also um, today, capital growth, what we wanted to have a chat about is the only, the fundamental Australians are in property. How are you? Hey, Michael. Good, you? Good, good. good. Very good. We're connected. I think sounds good as well. Morning, we Amal. A, how are you? I think we've got a good connection. Amal, how are you going? Jeff, Glenn. Um, yeah, so big night tonight, the awards night. Yes, very excited. We're down here in Melbourne. I think you fly in this afternoon, don't you? Yep. Fly in, take the award, fly out, Novak style. FIFO. <laughs> Fly in, fly yeah. out. Um, <coughs> yeah, so pretty excited. So uh, we'll do some a couple of live cutovers tonight uh, when the awards announced. And fingers crossed, uh, I'm feeling yes. lucky. Yeah, I think um, I think it's we're finalists last year. I reckon we're gonna take it out. So I'm confident. Yeah, I think we've done a lot for that industry. We've we've done a lot of innovation through there and just sort of. Yeah, it would be really good to bring it to Northern Beaches as well, especially over the big... It's always keeping in the city. The big guys have won it the last sort of, well, forever, really. So I reckon it'll be good. So, Well, look, right. it's Enough. a big David and Goliath <laughs> story. So, yeah. Um, now, let's talk about capital growth, Michael. Uh, we love it. We get excited yes. about it. We always talk about it. There wouldn't be uh, there wouldn't be less than a hundred references a day from a real estate agent in the industry <laughs> that doesn't talk about capital growth all day, every day. Prices, 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 price, and, and where it's gone. Um, so, just to let's just explain first of all to everyone exactly yep. what is capital growth, other terminology for capital growth. Yeah. So. Capital growth is the is the growth of the property. The capital is known as, say, the house or the unit. In layman's terms, when it's the difference from what you bought it to what it's worth now, um, and that's where a lot of people have created wealth from their residential, commercial, land, or any any type of property is the value of it's gone up uh, through the years have gone past. There's a lot of ways you can sort of um, increase the value of a property a lot of it is time and when the demand for the property goes up but also through renovations and things like that so i find um historically when you look at say dy we've had what capital growth maybe 50 percent in the last five years just yep. from the property values and that's what a lot of people are searching for it's a very very passive way and a lot of that's what people we say to people when buying property like play the long game find 
buy in an area, it may not have the highest rental return, but it will have strong capital growth. So in that 5, 10, 15, 20 years, it could be worth double what you bought it for. And for the past 40 years, it's doubled over the last, what, ten every 10 years, 10, 15 years. So yep. that's what you're looking for. And look, what, what we've got to remember as, um, as Aussies is capital growth predominantly is the, is the land value. There's not a lot of... Yep. Uh, if you look at the breakup of a value, it's different to a car because a car is just that it's an aging asset. It's an old puppy. Uh, it gets, it sort yep. of, um, it ages, but land never ages. Land always performs really well. And if you look at our assets, the land has sort of done 80 to 90% of the growth in the structure, 10 or 20%. Um, yep. it just, has just carried it. The has carried the usage along the way generated a, a, a yield, which we spoke about the other day. Um, but really, capital growth is anchored into the land. Um, and if you can get a really, really uh, good holding of land, that's always good for capital growth. Um, now, Michael, where where would... So with capital growth, would you agree with saying that it's fundamentally the single-handed hand... The, it's single-handedly been the highest way that all Australians have made money in Australia because I, I got and I've got to put that out there because I know some yeah. terrific business people and I'm talking animal business people after they paid back their partnerships after they paid, paid back their shareholdings after they paid back their tax after they paid back their debt their phenomenal business sells and the land holdings they've amassed over that 10 20 30 40 years have always been the Big humdingers, yeah, um, and also with 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 single home Australians, same thing. Well, I think I get to see it a fair bit with the commercial side of it, and I can't tell you how many times I um, have seen a client they've come to sell their commercial asset after working. Now, they've worked hard for 40, 50 years, but they they may have only accumulated their family home. They may be that, and they have a little bit of debt on that. But besides that. It's really that property that's their retirement, that's their golden ticket at the end. And when I sort of look at it, I go, that like you've, if that you bought that property for 200 grand, now it's worth 4 million. If that capital growth wasn't there, you've worked 40 years and you've obviously done things along the way, but you've only accumulated maybe owning your family home or half of it. And it's that asset, that capital growth. That, that property is like, I've had clients where they bought it for 200 and we've sold it for four mil. And it's like, that's capital growth. Without, you took that, if you took that capital growth away, what, what other plan did you have to retire on? So I would say I've seen it a lot. Um, I, yeah, I would agree. I'd, I've seen it a lot where if I didn't see that, if that property hadn't doubled or 10 times the value, I think their retirement plans would be very, very different uh, than what it is. So you don't want to say it's lucky because they did well, they bought, but who would have predicted 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago that the property they bought was, that for 200 grand would be worth 4 million and that was their retirement. So um, I think that's, I'd, yeah, I would agree. Gook, uh, Luke, I just called you Gook. Um, sorry, mate. Um, <laughs> how long will it last? Uh, agents were quiet in 2017, 2019, and uh, g'day to Dane Cox. Um, you know what? 
it's it's funny because every time I refer to capital growth online, every yeah. single time, the question's not the question isn't almost how much is it going to go up. The question yeah. the question is where the is surely we're overcooked and surely mm. we don't have capital growth. Uh, we're not deserving of capital growth. We can't have capital growth. Um, and and I and, and I think it's a great question. I know Luke's just Luke's asked that um, has said you know how long will it last? Um, I've got to be straight up, guys. Um, I was asked by um, Tom Panos the other day about the market, and I and then Tom said you know he was having a poke and saying you know what do you reckon? And I said yep. I said to Tom Tom the property markets done very very well the last hundred years and i reckon the next hundred years it's going to do very very well and he he absolutely pissed himself laughing <laughs> and he goes that's a that's a great answer and i said because every time every time I speak to um, short-termers in the marketplace. Yeah. They're generally the pessimistic. Every time I speak to long-termers in the marketplace, they are, they are like, who cares? Whatever. I'm buying. Yeah. I'm never selling. And they are the ultra-wealthy. So I've got to say mm. that if I've noticed a pattern with capital growth, the people that yeah. are teeting on the, on the edge of their seats they're the ones that are buying and selling in the same property within a year or two and whinging. The people that I see that are sort of uber successful in property investing generally never sold, only have ever bought, yep. have amassed long time holdings. Yes. And that's, that's the key as well. And, all, and the only difference is in times when you may not be getting that capital growth that you can pull out is just tweak it and maybe search for more rental return and higher yields. So that's where you got to look at your portfolio. And if you, if you're playing that long game, it's always good to find those assets with the rental return capital growth and they're buying for generations. They're not buying for themselves. That's the other thing as well. When they buy a property and they think it's going to be great in the long term, their attitude is like, I'm not good. Like what you said with Bruno yesterday, it's like a little bit, for me now, but a little bit for the future and a little bit for the family. So it's that really long-term goal, long-term buying. So what's the answer? What's, you know, if someone's saying to you, look, Michael, what are your, what's the punt? What do you reckon the market's going to do? Like, I know we're terrifically optimistic. That's our job. Yeah. Um, but what, and, but it seems like a lot of people are very focused on the short term of the property market and not the long term yep. of the property market. What's your short term view? Then I'm going to ask you your mid term view. Then I'm going to ask <laughs> you your long term view. Uh, what's your short term well, view of the property market? Is it changing in different areas of Sydney? Is it changing in, in different price ranges in, in, in uh, Sydney? Well, my sh yeah, yeah. So my short term view is we're probably going to plateau for the next sort of year. I still feel that like our economy is not strong at the moment. And I know we've had a great surge in the last three to six months, but that foundation of that surge, I wouldn't say is from a strong economy. So it's that as a government, so, as a government point of view, to support what you just said, you don't you don't put interest rates um, down if the economy is yep. fantastic. Uh, Correct. You, you put you know if the economy is in trouble, 
you put the rates down. If the economy's going yeah. ballistic, you put the rates up. So yep, and they just sorry, announced uh, they just announced wage growth is at its lowest that it's been in years, and um, unemployment I think is up. So like I can't see the property price continue to surge with those cores as is. So we're I think we're coming off a bit of a surge over. Yes, the last two years has been pretty bad, but that's because there was a lot of third party shit up in the air, elections, royal commission. All that, all that's behind us. That gave it a bit of a surge, but the fund, the foundation's not there. I feel for it to continue at the rate it's growing now. So that's my prediction. So if you so sell, short, sell short now, term, <laughs> as in eighteen months, thirty six months, you reckon yep. she's level? She's leveling. Yeah. What do you reckon mid term? Um, well, it's based by, on if. By the way, my, yeah, my short term. By the way, my short term, I reckon we're up ten percent. Okay, and then on the back of the stability, wage growth going up, unemployment down, and a stronger economy, then we should start to grow. Um, that will so be we're the talking, long term. And we're keep in mind this. that five to ten years, that what will give that the biggest kick is the population growth. Even if all that shit isn't resolved. If we're injecting a couple hundred thousand people into Australia or 70 into Sydney, that alone over the next five years, regardless of the economy, will bump up the property prices. So that's where I see growth, just by the population increase each time. And also we've got a low, low, low development coming through because of that bad economy, people aren't building. So I don't see people stopping coming to Australia. So I think regardless, we will get a property kick because of the population, but that needs five years to kick in. So, so look, I think a couple of important things there I want to expand on that you said. Um, immigration is big because yeah. uh, we a lot of people don't want to do the. Uh, if you look at the the our immigrations come in waves and it's coming waves from different countries. It was the Italians yep. and it was the Poms and it was the Serbs and it was the um, uh, Arabic um, countries, it was the uh, Indians and then it was the Nepalese uh, and those sort of countries. It, it goes in waves. Now, these mm -hmm. guys are fantastic for our economy because unfortunately, once it comes second generation, and the, we educate the kids heavily. They don't want to do the labour. So you look at all the yeah. Nepalese guys in these restaurants. They're, they're, these Nepalese guys are running the backbone of Sydney and feeding Sydney. And thank God mm. for immigration. Like you go into a kitchen, there's a lot of Nepalese yep. guys in there. And they save and they work. And that's the beautiful thing about immigrants. So that's come. That's there. That's solid. That helps our economy. Uh, and we know what? Another thing, climatically, we're a great place to live worldwide. Um, yeah. Also, um, it, we're a desirable place to live worldwide. Like, pretty cool. So, as long as that continues, I reckon you're spot on. Yeah. So you're and mid, then with the mid, mid term, you reckon. Uh, so when we say mid term, five to ten years, how much capital growth five. does that mean for people? Yeah, I reckon that's when it could be that ten to twenty to thirty percent. I reckon it'll be a big jump. The low, stock levels will be low. Uh, that's where I'm seeing ten to thirty. All right, I'm and seeing then, I'm seeing five to ten years double. I'm seeing a hundred percent. Yeah. So if I, then, if I if I had to have a guess, um, so we're yeah. we're gonna watch this in ten years' time and look back. Let's yeah. make bets. Let's make bets on it. Perfect. Okay. So um, uh, so long term, long -term, we're talking, term, you know, ten to twenty years. 
Yeah, 10 to 20 years, double. And if not, I reckon it'll have a much bigger jump. I reckon it could double and more so. So I reckon that long term where you're saying double in five to 10, I reckon we could do a double-double because with that population growth, I think there needs to be a whole, total rehaul of all our infrastructure transport. I think it's ridiculous how long it takes us to get places. So through the immigration and the population growth, everyone will have a louder voice of like, Take Northern Beaches, for example. It's fucked that it takes us an hour to get to the city when technically it should take five, ten minutes. If there's a tram, a tunnel, a bridge, don't care how, we are not that far away from the city. We need more cities. So I think once the vo- once people's voices get loud enough for action to be taken, which will take time, um, I think then it will go bananas once we can access everywhere. We're very insulated from... you got your eastern suburbs, your beaches, you're out west, like we're... We're stuck in bubbles. Imagine when people can travel freely across it there. I think it, then then we'll start to see um, some huge Look, growth, you know, it, uh, unpredicted it, and growth. And also, I think there's that foresight of um, uh, methods of transport. You know, like I don't necessarily yep. think tunnels or bridges um, are the best way. Maybe drones. Or, yeah. We'll be able to sit into I, a drone really, or just take us. We'll fly. I, I seriously mean that. I, I think we could not be far away from incredible transport systems um, with with battery power technology yeah. and electric technology and stuff. So, you know, it is, uh, you know, you could imagine like I was um, I was reading up on Teslas the other night and they uh, were saying that uh, the technology inside of a Tesla car today, um, the car has the ability to go and work for you so you don't have to go find parking for it. Yeah. So yeah, it's amazing. I think the Luke said, well, I think Mark said five to ten years, five to ten years to double. So we'll give you a bit of time there. Luke said, yeah. well, optimistic, <laughs> five to yep. ten. And look, and look, Luke, I, I, I'm we're we're probably a bit biased in in what we're saying because that's what we've seen for fifty years, uh, uh, ten year upon ten year upon ten year upon ten year. That's what we're climatized to in um, in in the northern beaches. And if you look at yeah. you know if you look at the fifty year or even hundred year history of the northern beaches, it's systematically uh, like a clock um, performed like that. And it's performed with troughs and performed with booms. Um, it hasn't been an axis like that. It's been an axis yeah. that go that, that's gone up and down like that. So that plays with people's mind particularly when it's short-term thinkers. Uh, long-term thinkers, it doesn't meddle with their mind at all. They have clarity and they know what they, they bank on the, on the past. And like you watch those super commercials, they say don't bank on the past. Um, when, you know, when they're talking mm. about trends on how the superannuation is performed. But I've got to say that I, I, I don't actually think it's optimistic. I think it's, uh, yeah. it's something that's, that's very realistic, that's happened yeah. every cycle. Uh, in the last uh, 50 to, and 100 years. And, and you know what? Something that we're forgetting is that was when there was an abundance of property. That was when mm. there was an abundance. Sorry, I'll re- re- rephrase that. That's when there was an abundance of land, right? Yeah. Land is harder. So, you know, New York City, try to find a block of land, you will not. Um, you know, so it's like Sydney City, try to fly, find a block of land, you won't. So it's one of those yeah, things where I like. We we're actually over. We're we're undersupplied severely in the centre parts of Sydney, and and if if you looked at the, I remember they did the G twenty twenty summit when they were uh, um, 
about 10 years ago, they were talking about the style of living that people enjoy. And with all of the technology mm. and all the remoteness that we have, where we can work from home, people still choose to opt in the core of the city to live. So, yep. you know, we, we're all very romantic about working from home, but at the end of the day, people love living in the city. And when they were in that, um, the G2020 summit, they were saying that we've got to look at uh, infill as a more important structure than a, uh, a corkscrew mentality that we've always had. So we've always had a corkscrew mentality where, okay, we need more land, let's hammer Kellyville. Okay, we need more land, let's hammer Northwest. So we've had this corkscrew mentality. The problem with the corkscrew mentality with, with is everyone still, guess what? Everyone still wants to get to the middle of the corkscrew. That is the yeah. problem. That is the problem. Now for them, and they want to not only get to the middle, they want to often live in the middle, they definitely want to work in the middle. And as much as we think we've decentralized with technology, people still love the core. So what in the G2020 they were saying, we, it's very expensive as a country because every time you add another layer, outer layer to the corkscrew, you've got to put, this is really, this is Hospitals, probably a bit hard, schools, a bit hard to explain. Transport. You've got to put hops, yeah. each, 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 each 10 kilometers around that corkscrew you've actually got to put hospital, school, shopping, hospital, school, shopping, hospital, school, shopping, yeah. and roads and infrastructure. So if you want to add another corkscrew around... Well, another layer to... for cor another layer, Mark, is just another suburb. Another layer is a suburb, and you've got to have all the basic infrastructures where in a what? suburb or a layer, you could go up and use the existing. Well, as, as the corkscrew gets bigger, another layer is 10 suburbs. As the corkscrew gets yeah, yeah. bigger, another layer is 20 suburbs. As the corkscrew, another layer right. goes up, it's 40 suburbs. So it's much, it, and, and that, the, how, that's draining on a government. Um, and yeah. it's, and, and it, it's also the hard thing is, is it clogs the artery. It actually chokes the artery. So what the government's saying is if we infill and allow higher density in the city, higher density on train stations, we, mm. to make a hospital bigger in the centre of the city is much cheaper than building 12 hospitals. Yeah. We've got, got to remember that for capital growth, guys. So I think it, again, locks in capital growth in good suburbs and preserves it, and that's why people want to be there. Yeah. Anything else we want to add tonight or today? No, nah, capital we'll growth, capital growth, capital tonight. growth. It's here. You're saying it's going up. I'm saying going up. It must be true. Just joking. Yeah, um, it's fact. It has to be fact. How's your, fact. How's your arm feeling? Yeah, it's a little sore. It's cold here. It's like 10 degrees in Melbourne. So, yeah. yep, it's cold. And to have your arm out vertical for 20 minutes like that must be really hard. Yeah, but... Got the biceps. It's okay. No, I got the guns. <laughs> everyone, everyone, the say gun. hi, everyone say hi to Nonna. Hi, yeah, Nonna. I will. So I'm at Nonna's. Beautiful. Got to do some gardening today. I got to work. This sucks. That's a good, that's a good anyway. house. Alrighty, guys. Yeah, I know. See you, mate. Full brick. Full Cheers. Brick. Cheers. Bye. See you, Luke.